Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Path 11 podcast today. Buckle up because I have a feeling this is going to be an amazing podcast. We are going to be talking about some angels. I have two people, two guests on the podcast today, and I got a chance to review the Angel Quest Oracle by Karen Noe and Marie Antoinette Kelly. So these are the ladies who are on my deck, on my uh, show today. I picked a card for all of you, and they are going to tell me what this card is about because I asked the deck what message people needed to hear for this podcast. And I pulled card number 31 and the message is innocence. The angels are advising you to embrace the wholesome qualities of your childhood. So my guests are going to go deeper into the meaning of that card and let you know what that means. But I'd like to tell you a little bit about these two wonderful women. So psychic medium and author Karen Noe and portrait and fine artist Maria Antoinette Kelly have joined together to create the Angel Quest Oracle a heavenly divination card deck and guidebook. And it is beautiful. Wait until you see some of the pictures on this deck. So let me tell you first a little bit about Carrie Noe. She's a renowned psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer with a two-year waiting list for appointments and consultations. So I'm so sorry that when you hear this, if you go to book a session with her, you're going to have to wait. But I don't know, maybe you could just drop somewhere that you heard it heard about her on the Path Living podcast, and maybe she could put you on our cancellation list. But she is the author of several books. The Angel Quest Oracle is her first Oracle deck. So congratulations to Karen. She's also the founder of the Angel Quest Center in Waldwick, New Jersey. And I have to give a shout out to Waldwick because my best friend, Debbie, lives in Waldwick. And I have spent, I was telling Karen, about 44 years of my life in that town. So I know it very well. I'm so excited to see that she is from there. And she teaches classes at the Angel Quest Center. She gives readings and practices alternative healing. You can also listen to Karen on the Angel Quest radio show by going to HudsonRiverRadio.com. Now, the amazing, wonderful artist, Maria Antoinette Kelly, is an award-winning artist who has done hundreds of portraits and whose work is well-known throughout Montana. Her art has been featured in local magazines and newspapers, such as the Billings Gazette, Rural Montana, the Bozone, and the Montana Pioneer. In 2019, the Delaware North General Stores began selling her artwork in the form of woven blankets throughout Yellowstone National Park, somewhere where I have always wanted to go. So these are the two women who are joining me today on our podcast. So I'd like to introduce you guys to them again. Hello, Karen. And hello, um, Marie. Now, as we begin, how did you guys meet? I would love to hear about how the two of you actually came together to create this deck together. I'll begin, Maria Antoinette. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. My first book written in 2005, The Rainbow Follows the Storm. My first book ever. I had a publicist, Chris Kelly. 
and he's helping get on radio and all this stuff. And his wife, he was saying, you know, my wife is a wonderful artist. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And when finally, when my book came out, Your Life After Their Death, and they wanted to do a cover, I called Marie Rantanet, and she yeah. did the cover for that. So of course I thought of her when, when I decided to do an Angel Oracle deck. All the rest of history. Yeah. And, and of course you said yes, right? Oh, yes, of course. I mean, I've always wanted to, to get closer to Karen because her particular intuition and the way she communicates with angels has been very close to my heart always. I've, I'm always drawn to people who have that relationship because it's something that always been part of my life as well. And I didn't really have an outlet for it until Karen came along. And is this the first Oracle deck that you've ever illustrated before? Yes. Mm hmm. I see behind you, I recognize the images. So the paintings are much larger, but it's nice to have them small and all together. Yeah. And so I'm really curious to know about the process. Like what comes first? The illustrations or the idea of what the cards would be? And I'm curious to know how this whole co-creation occurs. If I May I start? Yeah. Was at first, we, we listed what we wanted to include in the angel deck for each card. Trust, you know, whatever they were. I'll pick one right now. Family harmony. And then I asked the angels what they wanted us to know about that particular uh, message. And then it was every single card we worked together. I said, Maria Antoinette, what could you do for this one? And it, every single was, to, it was a, t we worked on it together, right? If you would like to. Add. Right. And then also we wanted to stay very much accessible for people with diverse backgrounds. So we stayed, we stuck to the main angels of, of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, because there are some overlapping angels. And so at first we put a lot of emphasis on those angels that we had, like two qualities for the main angels, and then some the less known angels. And then in the end, the whole deck changed because as we developed these angels, we realized what they really do is represent qualities. And so we took it actually away from their names more and made it about the qualities that you yourself want to infuse yourself with or let your life be guided by. And then the angel is behind that, helping you create or access that quality. So it, it kind of morphed, didn't it, Karen? From, from an yeah, angel list to a quality list that's supporting, that the angels are supporting. We made sure that we incorporated every, every color and ethnicity and, and so yeah. on. It's all angels are not just white. As a matter of fact, they don't have a body anyway, but we had to represent them. So. Yeah, and I have to say that was the first thing that stood out to me in this deck. I just kind of want to show, again, for those who are watching our Apple on TV, this is kind of a beautiful book that it comes in. We have the guidebook here. But that was the first thing that stood out to me. I'm like, oh my God, finally, a card deck where not every single angel, it's a white male or female. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that would be very important. Yes. I mean, every kind of ethnicity, you know, here, which really it did stand out. We also have the Native Americans, you know, represented here too. So it was very refreshing to see that. And just want to thank you guys for being, you know, just paying attention to that and being all inclusive of everyone. I love that. So I had some fun with this deck. You know, I had asked the publicist, I was like, hey, if you don't worry, I've, I've reviewed a couple of card decks before, but the shows that I do when I actually get the cards, 
tend to be a little bit better because I can play with them and I have personal experiences with them. So I would love to, for us to touch on the message or the card that wanted to come through for our podcast today. It's card number 31. So what's funny about this is that my favorite number, it has always been 13. When I was in high school, I chose that as my sophomore jersey. And my grandmother was very, very superstitious, old school Catholic Italian. And her husband, my grandfather, died on Friday the 13th. So you could imagine how happy she was that I came home with the number 13 jersey. And I said, this is what I'm wearing. The number that I got, Grandma. And she, we got to a huge fight. She was like, you will not wear that number. That number's going to bring you bad luck. Your grandfather died on Friday the 13th. And me being a stubborn little Aries, I was like, I'm going to wear this number. And I don't care what you say. It's going to be lucky for me. And it has been very lucky for me. And I, sometimes it'll show up in 31, but um, the number 13 follows me around. I have quite a few numbers. Nine is a number that follows me quite a bit. 12, 13, and then 321 is also a numbers that, that come through. But so when I saw 31, I was like, okay, there's my 13. And, and I love this card, the innocence, especially I was that proud of the mental health brainer of me because some of the most profound work that I have done with people has been inner child work. And also for myself, you know, connecting with playfulness and the inner child. So when you guys created this card, can you give me a little bit more about the background of it? And why do you think this card might have appeared for our show today? Well, I'll begin, but this is a very significant card for Marie Antoinette because that's her daughter and her grand, her grandchild. <laughs> So that was, that's great that you picked that card, but it's telling everyone to look at everything in a new, a fresh and a new way, instead of looking at it in the same way you've looked at it in the past, try to start afresh, start anew. But let me, this was, this one is for Marie Antoinette. For me, of course, my daughter was just having her, her second baby at the time. And so that made them the focus for the, the quality of innocence. But I think it's going back to that same experience carrying an eye as we try to draw the angels into these cards and we realize it's the qualities that they represent that people will need in order to grow so when you talk about inner child work and working on your psychology i think what karen and i were realizing is that there's many qualities your soul needs to enhance in order to strengthen your communication with the angels and innocence of course i think for today especially um, helps you strip away those masks, so those pretend layers that you want to um, draw on more important or to be something in the eyes of, you know, somebody else that you want to connect with. And the angels, of course, don't need any masks and they don't want you to add any layers of any kind. So I think even for today, it's that I did just be really yourself and connect with that true essence of yourself because that's where God speaks the loudest and that's where angels connect and and direct you the best. And uh, my daughter and, and the baby, of course, really represented that because oh, babies in that little cloud. Karen has a new baby in her family right now. That innocence is so perfectly accessible, but that's why they became the focus for it. But I, I really do believe both of us wanting to enhance everybody's um, communication. And in order to do that, you'll have to strengthen certain qualities in your own soul, in your own heart. I love that. And I love that. Right, Karen? Absolutely. Yeah. And what was your grandchild's name? Uh, that's Theo. Yeah, he's a boy. He's one and a half now because um, we've been working on this for some time. And oh, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. And Karen has a new grandbaby, a, a boy also, right, Christopher? Right. Jack. Yes. Jack, Christopher. Okay, yes. Jack and Theo. Wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So there was another part that um, I would say aesthetically, the one that drew me the most was card number five. Maybe because I really like to raise myself. Divine perception. The angels are directing you to perceive the situation from a higher state of consciousness. And I fell in love with this card, probably because of the colors, space. I would love to just hear a little bit more about the creation of this card. And maybe Maria, so that you can kind of talk about what it was like to create this image. And then Karen, if you can go into a little bit more about the meeting. Well, like any of the creative projects, I kind of get started with an idea and then I just build on it. And usually throughout the process, I, I go through the highs and lows of it. So I started with the concept that, you know, we discussed about uh, unity of vision, that you don't get stuck in this duality of this world that we live in, that you have to look at this or that equal and opposite, but really just get that middle point where you where you have the divine vision, where you can see a unified perspective. And that's what the card's message is as well. I try to make it as colorful as possible and, and really see that in our mind, this is the divine eye, the eye of God that sees with that unity. And so I try to set it in the universe to expand its perspective, make it as, as roomy as possible and kind of wake that up in yourself so that you get the idea that that vision is accessible for you. Love it. Now, Karen, when you do card reading, because I know um, Maria Antoinette sort of just kind of gave us a really nice description of what the mind perception is, but when you're giving a card reading, reading cards for people, it's so much more too than just also the message that you channel that the angels gave you. Because wouldn't you say the cards kind of open up this portal and we get to give you a little more information about the person? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So how would you go a little bit deeper with this card this card came up in a person's reading and i know each person would bring a different energy but how do you interpret this card we would say if they pick that if they selected that card it's telling the person to look at the situation in a higher perspective in other words everyone has god within us divine whatever you want to call it the universe and if you saw the situation from that higher perspective you would see things as it really is not your judgments not the ego Right. And, and if you see it through a higher perspective, it's, you know, there's no limitation to what you can do. If that, ca- if that came out, I, it depends on the person. Right. But usually they're, go- they're ego-based and they need to see it from a God level, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. And I think yeah. sometimes a card like this could really help people. Like if you get over fixated on the details, right. And you're just yeah. kind of being more laser-like and you do need to like zoom out, like you said, what is the bigger picture for this? That freeze space up for people to look at it from just a wider perspective. But I absolutely love this. I want to hang it in my house. <laughs> I just love the color. So I wanted to talk about this one too. Okay, so what I have a five percent hold I can send you seven reps. I'll be happy to do that. So I chose a card for myself. So maybe Karen, you can play with me a little bit here. Okay. Okay. So which one? A little bit deeper. So I asked, so this year I've been being called to um, connect more with my creativity. 
So I've been playing with art and working with acrylics and starting to paint a little bit more. I'm doing more meditative painting, metaphysical painting. I don't know what the heck I'm doing, to be honest. I'm putting my world beach in my ears and I'm meditating with texting and trying to just express the feeling. That's awesome. So I've been painting a little bit more jewelry, not like really fancy jewelry, but I go to my holes and, you know, get the beads and create necklaces and earrings and small meditation, um, you know, necklaces and stuff like that. And I go to craft fairs on those summer weekends where I sell my jewelry. But I have just felt this really strong call to want to do more art. And of course, feel like, who am I to do art and would I even like sell some of this at a, at a craft fair or whatever? So I'm dealing with some ego stuff, you know, and uh, the perfectionist in me is like, oh, well, I don't know if I like that. I draw anything that makes sense, you know, so colors. So I asked, should I continue with connecting to this creativity? And I chose card 44, pretty cool remember, and I got discipline. The angels are asking me to increase your level of self-discipline. And so I'll tell you how I interpreted this for myself when I love for you to give me some more information. Sometimes I get very enthusiastic about ideas. Like, oh, I have this idea. Okay, now I'm going to get into art and I'm going to do acrylics. And then maybe I'll get a little bored and then I'll go back to my jewelry and then I'll go back to poetry or writing. So I laughed when I saw this because I thought, you know, the angels were kind of saying, can you just stick with it? Stick with it a little bit more and change day, you know, don't just say, okay, I'm going to paint once a week or when it moves me. But if you want to get good at it, kind of feel like they're saying, like, get a discipline around it and keep practicing. So that was a little bit of what I got and I laughed because that's true where I can just kind of get bored really quick and to another creative idea to the next. So I would love to hear that. on no, exactly. The angels are telling you to have discipline about this, to set your priorities and set the attention every single day. In the morning, say, today, I'm going to do my artwork. And you could set a time, you're going to do this. Make sure, and then you check it off at the end of the day. I did this. The angels are set, telling you to have discipline about this and just be very persistent. And you can do it. You are significant. And assume, as Wayne Dyer would say, assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. So if you want your art out there, right, Marie Antoinette? Yeah. <laughs> Feel it as if it is. And guess what? Yeah. The universe works in ways to conspire to make it happen. And that's what happened with me and you and I, April. And we, we could talk about that later. But what we were talking before the show about different other projects that we may be working on together. Yeah. Yeah. And Marie Antoinette, I would just love to hear from like the artist's perspective, too. Because there's so many beautiful artists out there. And of course, you know, it's like, I look at your deck and I'm like, I can never do anything. Like, what am I thinking? I get, that's what you're doing. You know, from my last bucket. That's what I think. If you don't mind me saying so, I think the angels are trying to tell you that as well, that you could do something like that. Because my experience with discipline is that it isn't just a set up routine so that you can do more of it. It makes you go deeper. Having something of discipline, uh, it kind of strengthens your container so that you can go deeper and, and get farther into that perspective. And I think how you do one thing is how you do everything. So it isn't just, for me, applicable to art. Because as I find in my own life, when I like take a card like discipline, I um, 
learn that in all areas at the same time. And then I bring that back to the artwork and then that goes deeper. So the angels must know you have a heart, a desire in your heart to go deeper, to connect more and to feel that fulfillment of something that's larger than you've experienced before. And discipline, in my view, is the vehicle that's going to get you there. By tightening yourself in all these areas, you're going to hold more inspiration for the artwork that you will create. And you'll believe in yourself better because you'll be disciplined about the thoughts that take you away from it and kick them out. And then you'll be more encouraged to yourselves and you'll go farther into it. And I think the angels are taking you there. I love it. Well, I love that card. And I feel like I needed to hear all of that. And it is true to go deeper. And it reminds me of one of the Reiki principles. I also teach Reiki, Reiki master teacher. And one of the Reiki principles is be diligent in all undertakings. And I remember the yes. that, that I was like, oh yeah, I, sometimes I tend to rush through things, you know, and how do I just slow down, start something from beginning to end. And if you're going to commit to it, commit to it and see it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So I love that card. I think cards are so fun, you know, and, and they're not just cards, right? These are divination. I think we have What's to push the power of, of these oracle cards, you know, but they tend to sometimes be the very first thing that people will choose as they begin their spiritual journey. So here, do you have any just words of wisdom about that? And yes, we can play and have fun and ask the question, but when you respect the cards and understand that it's really more of this divination, and you're tapping into higher consciousness. You're tapping into the connection um, with the divine creator that this really becomes a very important tool on a spiritual journey. Well, it's important to know that we all can connect with the angels, not just psychic mediums. Every single person can connect with the angels. Everybody could play the piano. Some could play great masterpieces and other people could play scales if they have hands. <laughs> but they could play the piano. And the same it is with connecting with angels and deceased loved ones. So a great way of doing that is through the use of an angel oracle deck. And an angel oracle deck is more higher vibrating energy than a tarot deck. So it's all positive, loving messages. All you need to do, it's so easy, is set the intention. You take your cards and you say, angels, what do I need to know? Then you fan the deck over your heart area, and then over your third eye and they say, what do I need to know? You shuffle the deck and you select angels. Give me an app. Thank you for giving me an accurate rereading. And you select a chord. It's as simple as that. The other day I was teaching a class on how to connect with angels. And, you know, people had a lot of questions. So I said, okay, angels, what? The whole, I was explaining that we needed to raise our vibration. So it's more on par with the energy of the angels because they're loving, positive, entities. So we need to learn forgiveness and compassion, how to eat in a more compassionate way, et cetera. And we were talking about it for about a half an hour. So I said, okay, angels, what does this class need to know? And I'm shuffling the deck and the raising your vibration card came flying out of the deck. It was just amazing how they do that. And everybody went, oh. I said, see what I mean? And they really want you to know that all you need to do is raise your vibration. So it's more on par. Well, with this deck, anybody could do it. You shuffle the deck. You you feel when you need to stop. Sometimes it flies out of the deck. You select a card. It has a number on it with the message on it that you need to know. And then you go in the book if you need to know more details about it. It's as simple as that. And we all can do it. It's truly amazing. 
You have everything to gain and nothing to lose by doing this. And you'll see your life will never be the same when you start working with the angels. Yeah, I love the angelic realm. It really just always feels so good to connect to them. A couple of things that I learned along the way from some other teachers too, when you get a new Oracle deck, I've heard some teachers say that you should take the deck and touch every single card to kind of get your vibration on it. And to also do a little bit of a clearing because you don't know where it traveled, how it got to wherever. And I've heard some teachers say you can knock on the cards, you can blow on the cards, you can get right to the cards, put your clear quartz on the cards, but that it's important to touch and look at every deck. And then the other thing that I found with a couple of other Oracle cards that I use, they, I don't know how to put it into words, but they kind of become friends and like talk to you. And sometimes they change meaning a little bit over time. But another fun thing to do when I teach, I teach a Druid Animal Oracle deck class for people. And what I have them do before they even open up the guidebook is to go through each card and look at it. What do they feel? What do they sense? Mm-hmm. And make meaning of the card just from their own intuition. And then most of the time, after they go through each card, they open the deck and sure enough, there's a piece of what they got from their intuition that the author had wrote about what the card means, but also looking for other insight too, to if you connect with it more with yourself, it doesn't just have to be the guidebook that you provided. I kind of look at this as like a nice, you know, place to start, but that you can really add more to what to what this means. What would you guys say about that? You know, I would say also it's important what you said to put your energy on each card. And I, I, I practice that. I don't like anybody else to touch my cards because then somebody else, t- you know, so I put my energy on each and every card. I tell people to do that. And that's it. Don't touch my cards. <laughs> and then I, I energize it at night and I put a pre-night on it and, you know, and it re-energizes it and clears it and so forth. But yes, you don't need the guidebook. That's the guidebook is there if you don't really know what it means to you. But I always say, what does this mean to you? What does music mean to you? You're looking into, you know, taking piano lessons or what does this mean to you? So it's more detailed than just what the guidebook says. And what music means to me is I'm going down to the Capitol Theater this week to go see one of my favorite artists, Billy Scream. Tonight, there's a huge snowstorm, so but we got tickets for tonight. So I'll be kind of close to you here down in uh, Fort Chester. Oh, that's exciting. So I'm not surprised you just pulled the music card So I love this card too, uh, which so many of our listeners, I think, are attracted to our podcast because they probably have had some sort of either intuitive experience, have lost a loved one. We focus a lot on grief, bereavement, and the afterlife. And at 11, I had to choose card number 11. And that happens to be signed from deceased loved ones. Go figure, right? The card number 11 in this deck is exactly the one that we do here. And it says you're departed. Oh, good. Uh, to let you know they are with you. And so when I saw this, kind of answered maybe a question with the innocence card. I didn't know if some of the pictures of some of these people were people that you knew. And mm-hmm. really the innocence is your daughter and your grandson. Adios. Is this anyone? Well, we included that card specifically because it has a story that makes it very alive. This man is the husband of a friend of my mother's, but he lives a con- 
a continent, but I am originally from the Netherlands. And so these are friends from the Netherlands who I haven't seen in 20 years because I've lived here for some time. He showed up in my dream and in my dream, he approached me and, and communicated that I needed to paint him for his wife who was left behind in the Netherlands, grieving for him. And she was stuck in that grief because in her mind, she had a conflict of if um, he had died, he had gone into the light, he was far away somewhere. If he was near and, uh, and available for her to connect with, he must have been a stuck soul that, that was in a, a, not in the light, in a place of darkness. So that conflict caused her extra grief that she couldn't connect with him. So in a dream, he came with to me and told me all that. And then I ended up painting him without her knowing. And three months later, she came for a visit here to my mother. And at that point time, I presented her this painting with the message from her husband who had passed away. And of course, it brought a lot of tears, but it brought that healing, that healing that, oh my gosh, when she looked at the painting, I had kept wanting to add color and put like a really colorful butterfly in there. And every time I did, I felt this strong pressure. No, simplify, make it white. It's a white butterfly. So in the end, she looks at it. She goes, oh my gosh, a white butterfly has been following me in my garden for two months. And that was in the Netherlands, a continent away. So I had no way of looking in on that. It was all pure spirit. And it was the angels and, and him directly communicating that message. So Karen and I both felt that story had so much energy and, and experience with it already that that card would be more alive if we used that. And then people who pull that can begin feeling their story. What is it? As well as directly heal that particular grief that this woman who was left behind was feeling as well. Because oftentimes there's something of, of that nature that stands in the way of our communications. And so it's our hope that this card has that effect, that it switches grief and turns on that communication. So it was a cool experience that really was alive for, um, you know, the recipient, for me in my inner world. And, and the cards very much have stories behind it that makes this deck an alive deck for us. Yeah, no kidding. And, you know, it's like, what are the chances, too, of some of the cards that I pulled? Like, I, the, car- I mean, the cards are actually the very special ones. Yeah. It's so cool that this is number 11. I didn't realize that. Did you, Karen? And you have path 11, and that's what you're all about. It's very nice. The numbers very alive with you. Yeah, very cool. A lot of synchronicities that we're having right now. Yeah. And I have one other um, kind of fun synchronicity to talk about, too. I'm going to kind of save it for the end, but I just wanted to know, is there any specific card in the deck that you guys really wanted to talk about? Because I know I've I pulled quite a bit, but would love to know. Go ahead, Karen. That particular one really resonates with me because that's what I do. I connect with deceased loved ones. And the most important thing for everyone to know is that everyone can receive signs from their loved ones. You just have to be patient and wait, and the sign will happen when you least expect it. So ask them if they got that card. I'd say, ask your deceased loved one for, I call it, without a doubt sign, something that normally wouldn't happen. You know, sometimes I'd like to come as a bird, a ladybug, a dragonfly, a butterfly to let you know they're with you, but it would do something that this animal normally wouldn't do. So just peck at your window, land on you and so forth. You find coins, you keep finding coins, you put it in a jar, you'll see how many coins you're getting. See the rainbow when you're asking for a sign from your loved one, a car will cut you off and it's the license plate of your loved one and so forth. I could go on and on. So the most important thing is to be patient and wait and continue to ask for signs and the signs will come in the manner 
of the person, the same personality as your deceased loved one. So if they were loud, they'll come through, boof, like really loud. And if they were quiet, they'll come through very subtly. And you'll see what I mean. So it's really cool. Yeah. So I got to say that um, has not received any signs yet from three deceased loved ones, but he is so. And we laugh about it and we talk about it a lot because he says, I want that proof. Like, I actually want to hear them, you know, saying such and such. And I, well, kind of want to say to them, you have to look for some habit, you know, or listen to the songs that come on, look for the combination of numbers, you know? And he's like, yeah, but I have to figure it's proof. So he has such a fixed mindset on the way that he wants the sign to come through that he is probably missing. So I love you know, what you're saying about trying to stay open and be open and notice these subtle signs because it can be through birds, uh, nature, so easy, right? For spirits to be able to connect with nature and the animal kingdom. And num- numbers are huge for me, you know, yeah. mini music, you know, anything like that. And you know what I would tell your, your client is that we're expecting, most people expect to hear a voice from their deceased loved one or see an apparition of them, but their spirit. There's, they're speaking to us telepathically as thoughts that just pop in our head for no reason or as the signs or in dreams. So you, they're not necessarily going to come in the matter that you're used to, you know, with a voice. So he may wait a long time to hear a voice, but he yeah. probably he had, won't get his sign. Yeah, he had an amazing sign. He works as a nurse in, in a medical facility and a client had come in and I don't know if the client recognized the last name of the business, but it's a rheumatoid arthritis uh, clinic. And this client came in and he happened to be the nurse that was waiting on this client. And the client said, I have a question for you. Was your father so-and-so? And he was like, yes. And his father is deceased. And he said, well, my name is Bob and I was one of your dad's best friends. And the man takes his wallet out and shows him a picture of him and his dad. My God. But then it's not as a line. I don't know. He's like, do you not? Is this, this is not proof enough for you? I'm like, you wanted something really big. This is huge. What is the synchronicity? One, that your dad's best friend would find this medical clinic. What are the chances? He comes on the day that you happen to be working. Three, you are one of the nurses that goes to him and waits on him. And four, he is carrying a picture of him and your father in his wallet and he wanted them at your medical clinic. So what did he send? He was like, eh, it was weird. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess, but you know, I was just like, that's fantastic. Like that is yeah. synchronicities had to happen for that moment. Okay, dad is trying so hard, like open up. So I think that's a big sign. Yes. All right. So the last story that I have with this beautiful deck that I love and it's really fantastic and really resonated with me from the very first card that I chose and one of any of the ones that I just shared. So prior to this call, I've done uh, another call with Karen about a new project that Pavlin is working on. And we are going to be working on a brand new documentary in 2022. We're just starting. We're going to be filming in the spring. And we're going to be creating a new documentary on the after death communication. So we were talking to Karen and she has some pretty profound experiences with a spiritual teacher that many of you may have heard of, Wayne Dyer. 
And she has channeled him, has spoken to his family, has given his family many signs, and really has facilitated a lot of after-death communication with Lee Dyer and his family. So as I am shuffling the deck, the first question that I ask this deck is, should Karen be a part of this document? And the card that I pulled was card number 34, and the card says unity. And it, it's a card that says, Archangel Raguel wants you to understand that you are one with the universe. And part of the goal of our new documentary is to show people just that, that we can continue to communicate with consciousness, even if we're not in the physical body, and that we are one. And she also, many other books too, you have to look her up. And she talked about the one book that she wrote, which also talks about Wayne Dyer's called We Consciousness which is all about this concept unity. of unity. But, oh, yeah, you, I mean, come on, guys, there you have it. You want to move on to the virtual deck. This is the deck. But yeah, so Karen, do you want to just talk a little bit about your your mouth dropped wide open when I said, so Karen, I pulled the card to see if you should be like, got unity, and this is the card that I pulled, and she almost fell off her seat. So what do you have to say about this card? So that card, I mean, it has everything to do with Wayne Dyer because he did come through for each of his family members. He has eight children as well as his wife and very detailed messages. There, two of his daughters, Sage and Serena, actually wrote a book called The Knowing about that. I wrote a book called We Consciousness because in addition to him coming through with messages, he came through with a group consciousness called the We Guides, which incorporated angels. It's kind of like Abraham, you know, Esther Hicks and she, she channels. So it was a group consciousness of which he was a part. And he gave me 30, they gave me 33 concepts of the we consciousness, which is all about unity, which is the interconnectivity of everyone and everything. And whatever we do to ourselves or another, how it affects the whole. So that was the perfect card. I know, can't make this stuff up. And would you like to just talk about the beautiful art of this? I think it's pronounced yin yang, right? Oh, I've been mispronouncing it for years. This is also such a beautiful card and it kind of goes into the depths of birds there. But would you like to talk about the creation of this card? Actually, what I've been wanting to talk about for a little bit now is Karen, because Karen is extremely supportive and encouraging. And she has a very unique quality in that area that I have very much benefited from, from directly working with her in this deck. So I'm thrilled that you are going to be working with her in this documentary because you will feel that blessing as you work with her. And it specifically comes to mind because earlier you asked about a card that had meaning to me and I didn't have a chance to answer, but there's a specific card on confidence, at which point I was stuck on what I could bring to this deck and I was entering all this ego stuff about how I couldn't do it and whatever. And she simply always been encouraging to me and she simply took it to the angels, came back, with a beautiful message that hit home, it, it, it made me go full on back into the card and create something really nice. And it has become the writing for the, the card. But that was my personal experience with it. But all throughout, I've come to see that is actually Karen's gift as well. Besides the ability to, to bring the communications from the other side, she brings them encouraging. She brings them so positive that you begin believing in yourself that you can do it and that you have that special connection as well. And I feel that's such a treasure that I'm really excited you're working with her because that's, I imagine, what you want to bring. 
so that more people believe in that connection because I think Karen is very special about that. And she really has brought that to me and will bring that to your documentary as well. So I'm thrilled. I'm having you and Neil's story. It goes both ways. Yeah. It's wonderful working with you. But I really feel I've been having to say that right now. That you. Karen, you have that special talent. So yeah, it's going to be exciting for you to work with her. You'll feel that grow your documentary. Well, I'm excited to hear that because I'm sure I'm going to have some ego and self-doubt. Come yeah. What the heck are you doing? Can you even do this documentary? Are you in over your head? As like, far as that card is concerned, I can talk an entire podcast just on that card because that is the most profound card. What it does to me, what it tells me. I mean, once I start talking, I won't stop. So <laughs> uh, a little bit before we end. Well, for me, that's the whole depth of my whole life. It's the bridge between spirit and matter and, and the very communication, the, the balance having to be on the Buddhic path in the middle way between equal and opposite. I mean, the richness of that card goes very deep for me. And unity definitely is how it ties all together. But yeah, that's probably my favorite card. Awesome. Well, yeah. <laughs> there we go, right? That's the reason why I pulled it, but it happened to be really So, Well, ladies, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed the deck. I had a great time using it, consulting it. It gave me some affirmations and I loved hearing the stories behind it. And there's 40, 44, right? 44 cards, mm-hmm. 44, yes. card, 44 stories. I mean, I just, I love interviewing people about these Oracle decks because I know that there's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. It's not just a deck. And it's so cool to be able to get a chance to speak to the creators and hear some of these stories and learn, you know, about I mean, the stories phenomenal on card 11 with the signs of the white butterfly and to hear how that came to be. So I really just had so much fun with you guys and would love to let our uh, listeners know if they want to purchase this deck and have extraordinary experiences like I've had. Where can they find it and what is the best place for them to order it from? And how, and what's the best place where it supports you guys? Because I know sometimes it's like, if you're stuck with my website, it kind of pounces it as opposed to from Amazon. And then maybe you get like, this you know, from the product. I think uh, it's easier if, if you go on Amazon.com, you'll get it probably tomorrow and so forth. If you send, if you go through the web, my website, then I have to go to the post office. And But my website is KarenNoe.com, K-A-R-E-N-N-O-E.com. Barnes & Noble, you can find them at, and any any major bookstore. Okay, wonderful. And Marie Antoinette, can you let us know if you have a website for your artwork or if people would love to, you know, see some more of your art, these quotes that you have, and can you let us know where we can find more information about you? Uh, definitely. My website is makfineart.com. And on Facebook and Instagram, it's the same handle. It's makfineart. So it'll be wonderful to connect with you there. If you choose to look me up, I'll love for you to say hi. Wonderful. So I will put those websites in the show notes for you guys. And again, I just want to return back to your message today. The tarot card fault for this podcast is innocence. Card number 31, the angels are advising you to embrace the qualities of your childhood. So I would say have fun, play today, let go of whatever feels really serious, connect with your inner child, Connect with the word and maybe meditate on the words. 
So thank you, thank you, thanks for everyone, and thank you, Karen and Marie Antoinette. Thank you so much thank for all of you listening, and I strongly encourage you to support these beautiful women who are creating beautiful work in the world. So take care, everyone. Thank you for the blessing. Bye, everyone, and I will see you another great guest next week. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path11TV today. Bye for now.